Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast. This is your host, Bamba, and today I have another special guest. He's a very well-known scholar and researcher located in Dakar and the director of the West African Research Center, WARC. Professor Usman Sen, welcome to The Africanist. And thank you for having me. Yes. So today we will uh, discuss the recent legislative election in Senegal. So on July 31st, Senegal held its legislative election and the official results showed basically a split in the number of uh, members of parliament between the presidential coalition Benno Bokiakar and the opposition led by the inter-coalition Wallu and Yeo Askandi. How do you analyze these historical election results and what should we learn from them? Well, uh, this Indies is the first time when you have such a very tight uh, distance uh, between the rivaling or rival parties or coalition. This is unheard of. This is the first time it takes place here and people uh, went as far as saying that there will be a cohabitation whereby the National Assembly would be split and the power of the president would certainly be reduced because of the power of the opposition. We are not there yet, but this is the first time. How should we read it? How should we understand it? Well, there are a number of things to consider. Uh, number one, in terms of the number of people who went to vote, the percentage, we are roughly around 46%. But we should remember that a, a legislative election is not the election of a president or the election of a mayor. A mayor is somebody who is known by each and everyone in their community and who can be seen, discussed with almost every single day. A president is a national figure or even sometimes an international figure. But what is the representation of the people's representatives? That is to say a deputy. What is the understanding of a deputy and the role of a deputy in the mind of a population? Uh, people will say, well, there are those who vote lowest. But voting a law, uh, how does it sound in the mind of the common Senegalese? So if maybe the election did not draw as many people as we could have expected, the dimension, the difference between a deputy and a mayor who is there with the population and the president who is seen and heard every single day, that's not the same thing. So that could explain. Uh, there are also people who drew a conclusion and said, well, I mean, uh, the result and the number of people who voted, those are uh, some way of reading the decreasing popularity of a president. Well, some people could do that reading, but some others could also say that let's just uh, make of this election what they are. They are to use representative in the National Assembly full stop. 
So both reading can be justified, can be explained, but I would not like to speculate on that. Interesting. We have seen that the pre-campaign was quite controversial and was characterized by an unprecedented imbroglio, if I can use that term, linked to the Paranage system. And for those of my listeners who are not familiar with the Paranage, it's a similar system used in France, which is basically to get a popular endorsement or sponsorship before a candidate could participate or, or, or submit, or somebody could submit their candidacy for an electoral race. And several political coalitions and parties ended up being disqualified from the legislative election in Senegal. But more notably, the electoral list spearheaded by Usman Sonko, who is right now the most prominent political figure or one of the most prominent political figure, at least in the opposition, was also disqualified. Could you walk us through this controversial episode of the election and how it affected the rest of the electoral process? All right, thank you. For the parenage or endorsement and sportsmanship, let's stop and think. How many political parties are there in this country? More than 200 political formation. How many political parties, significant meaning uh, political parties, are there uh, in France or in the United States? So this is very problematic. That's why endorsement or sponsorship came in as a way of shortlisting the political parties who could at least make the last run. Is it sustainable? Isn't it sustainable? Well, in the end, we see that a reasonable number of political parties or coalition went for the election and we had the result and the result did not lead to any major challenge or uh, 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 contest, uh, denial. Uh, you also mentioned the fact that uh, some political coalition were penalized. Well, in the end, everybody agreed to be penalized because they were wrong. Uh, much as uh, Yewi and Walu, or Yewi more likely, did not fulfill some of the condition of uh, parity, one man, followed by one woman, one woman followed by one man, etc. as much as they were disqualified for uh, their list of replacement or replacers in the same way, uh, uh, no, for the list of their uh, primary and first candidates, for the same way, uh, the party in power or the coalition in power was also disqualified for their list of replacement. Uh, the two of them were penalized. They howled, they hollered, they did everything. But in the end, they accepted to run, and they run, and they are the two who are at the top of the results. So I think somewhere also, I suspect that when it comes to politics in this country, whatever measure is made 
or whatever measure is taken, if it is not to the liking of the opposition, immediately, hula balu, the whole thing is rigged. And I say, the whole thing is never rigged when you win, but the whole thing is rigged whenever you lose. So in politics in Senegal, our politicians are very bad losers. This is one block, mm-hmm. one constraint to the smoothness and to the perfection of our political system. Whenever you lose, immediately you say, you know, the judges are corrupt, the electoral, the, the electoral list, the fichier electoral is not reliable, the list of uh, voters in fichier electoral is not reliable. That's not true. International and national specialists all said that the list of voters we have in Senegal cannot be rigged. So somewhere I have a problem with you know, political leaders and politicians in Senegal. Whenever there are, the results are not to their favor, well, it means it was corrupt, it was rigged. When will we have to agree that the best democracy is the democracy where people are willing to gracefully concede, accept your defeat, and don't brag too much about your victory? It's essential. You never hear complaints when elections are organized in a country like Cape Verde. Losers accept to lose and concede. Winners accept to, uh, you know, to to uh, to to be the winner in all humility and accept to shake the end of their op- opponent. You see, when the human dimension get into democracy. And that human dimension does not accept to play by, by the rule. This is what happened. You remember the episode of a president somewhere in the world calling the governor of Georgia and asking for a number of uh, votes to be uh, taken from wherever and assigned to him so that he can win. You fully remember that. And it is in one of the biggest democracies and yet we saw that because the president was not willing to play by the rules, well, the democracy was seriously challenged. And it is in one of the biggest democracy ever in the world. So that is a human dimension on which our politicians should work. Uh, there are rules. We abide by the rules. There are rules. They are applied by the government and by administrators. And the, when the results are out, Everybody accept that these are the results. You may challenge if you have a bone of contention, just like what we see now in uh, in a country uh, uh, called uh, Kenya. But you can do it in peace and relying and depending and trusting your institution. Any democracy where institutions are not respected, are not trusted, is a very shaky democracy. Unfortunately, that's a black spot on the Senegalese democracy because on the legislative election and local election, Senegalese people were true Democrats. They went, voted, took their cars or footed back home, got their lunch and drank their attire. And in the evening, reporters, radio station and TV started giving the results, but nobody uh, made any noise anywhere on this country. And this is a good thing. We'll get there, but still, you know, political leaders should play by the rules.
So, so, so I'm guessing what when you say political leaders should play by his rule, it includes both the presidential well, I mean, coalition. Day, mm-hmm. you know, on that particular day, we heard everything. Go secure. You you should be ready to go out in the street to secure our vote. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Some people started spreading fake news, uh, showing a bus and say, look at this bus. It's full of people and these people are armed and they have guns and they are heading to Zigashore. That never happened. It was fake news. What they said about Bofusha also was fake news. I mean, if you start spreading such kind of very negative information, whereas nothing is true, well, you mar your own democracy. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, yes, there were a lot of fake news, but there were also stuff that was said with with evidence. And and we'll come to that when we talk about the uh, electoral fraud or alleged electoral frauds in northern Senegal, especially Futa. So, but what I what I wanted to ask was if leaders should play by the rules, and I fully agree with that. Why do we see that, for instance, during the Paranage episode, uh, Benno Bokuyakar submitted, instead of the required number, they submitted one more parent than the required number. And in the eyes or in, by the electoral law, that should have disqualified uh, their, their lists too, the list of the primary candidate. But we saw that the constitutional court did not disqualify them. And there was also evidence of them not respecting the uh, the parity. And for that, I think they got sanctioned. So it seems like the way that the Electoral Commission and the court, the Constitutional Court, applied the rule was quite imbalanced. Because if we respected the rule, their list of primary candidate should have been disqualified too. What do you think of that? Well, I, I don't know. I have a different reading. Uh, my first reading is until until otherwise proved, I, I trust that the institutions are operating fairly properly. But perfect institutions do not exist. But institutions which can at least do the minimum or more than a minimum should be respected. In the whole history of Senegal, electoral fraud has always been bandied as saying that this person went because they cheated. From Senghor to Sheikh Antejoub, from Senghor to Abdullah Iwad, from Abdullah Iwad to Abdujouf, from, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 Abdullah Iwad to, to Makisal, it has been there all over. And, you know, I remember one researcher in political science saying, Actually, people uh, who are just talking about uh, uh, Abdullah Iwad being cheated of his victory do not know what they are talking about because Abdullah Iwad would have a young people vote for him. And it is a known proof that young people never wake up early enough to go to vote. So really, I mean, telling, uh, accusing the institution of this and that without having proof, and I am no lawyer, I would not like to go in that field. What I see is, no matter what incident happened, 
the election process went well, the results were proclaimed, and nobody seriously challenged that, uh, the, those results. Obviously, if there was some cheating somewhere, some people would have stood their ground and say, I am going to sue. Nobody is suing anybody or anything in relation to this election. So my conclusion is that perhaps everything went right. Uh, the only, the two things I heard was, hey, transferring population to vote, cheating in Futa, or having a bus being rushed to Casamas to harass people. But in the end, we had no proof of that. So not having any proof, I cannot, you know, give my opinion on the thing, uh, still less judge. Uh, so as we say in French, je donne ma langue au chat. On those issues, I would not like to go this way or that way. I will simply conclude that from what I saw, well, the Senegalese democracy is getting to a certain level of maturity and people should be congratulated. Where the election process does not operate most of the time is when political leaders start disseminating information that is not true or pretending or threatening about things which cannot hold water. I guess we'll stay in that realm of electoral fraud. On election day, the voting tendencies were quite favorable to the opposition. And by that, I mean, if you listen to the live delivery of the result through the media, TV, radio and stuff, everybody thought that, oh, this is done. There's no way that Benno Bokuyakar will win the election because in the most populated areas, they they basically lost. And then a day before the proclamation of the provisional results, the inter-coalition Yewi Askanwi Walu called a press conference and announced uh, evidence of massive election fraud in the northern part of Senegal, and also uh, announced a a Machiavellian plan to grant 82 MPs to the presidential coalition, Benno Bokyakar, and 83 to the opposition. Now, we've seen that even in 2019, there was something like that too. The number of people voting in Futa surpassed by a large number, the number of people who live in Futa, sometimes double, and which should raise suspicions if Futa is inhabited by 100,000 people, but the number of voters are 200,000. Well, a logical branch should say something is wrong here. And the opposition said they have evidence of that, when they discussed that with the president of the Electoral Commission, he refused to allow them to take pictures and videos of um, uh, reports that were not signed by any representatives of political parties or political coalitions or voting bureaus that has amount of voters that surpassed the official list of voters. Yet, people still did not allow them, or the Electoral Commission here, to investigate further 
before delivering the provisional results. What should we do with that? And on top of that, we saw <laughs> the same day. So the day before the proclamation of the provisional results, that somebody, and I don't know, it could be anybody, but the number of the size of the population of the Futa was changed on Wikipedia. And people have snapshot screenshots of that circulating also on, 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 on the internet, showing that, oh, this was changed a couple of hours ago. Who did that? Why? Maybe it's not important. But what should we do about these when they say they have evidence of electoral fraud? You know who are the main leaders of the opposition here? If those issues that are being raised were really true and documented, do you think they would be happy with a situation as it is now and let go? Well, if they don't trust that, that, no, the no, no, court. That's the question which yes, yes. all those things. Because I heard many things. I saw many pictures. If they were true, do you think that those people in Walu and Yao would accept and let it go? It would be too easy. The more so as they are near the majority, in that case, they would fight with all their might and main in order for those faults to be redressed. That is my simple answer to that question, because until now, I haven't seen any of those complaints really and truly documented. And again, I said, if they really had the proof of what they were saying in those press conferences, they would go to court. But what if they don't trust the court? No, no, no. We've got to play by the rule. I get back to that. Play by the rule. Yeah, and but, but so, what if the court, Professor, what if the court doesn't uphold the rule itself? What if the court is the first rule breaker in this? And we cannot yeah, deny, yeah, look, look, uh, we cannot look, deny look. the fact that if, if we play by the rule, the list of the primary candidate of Benno Bokuyaka should have been disqualified. I told you my profile. I extremely value the institution in this country and I trust them until otherwise notified. The court is just like my classroom. Anybody who get an A, deserve an A. Anybody who deserve an F, deserve an F. If you don't work, and at the end of the day, you have a nest and you go say, professor doesn't like me, that certainly is your problem. Next question, Bamba. <laughs> but I think, I th and I'm going to go to the next question, but I think those concerns are quite legitimate also. Historically, there have been election fraud in the country, we cannot deny that, and that the courts have not always uphold the rules, as you as you put it. Even with yeah. evidence, they the court would not consider them. Come on, 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 come on,
So would yeah, you say you. that the outcome of the election is another popular warning uh, against President Makisal for his alleged uh, desire to run for a third term? Yeah, I, I answered that question right at the beginning. I said we were electing deputies. So uh, uh, there are possibility of reading. As I told you, a deputy is an anonymous figure on the electoral uh, table uh, landscape here in Senegal. Uh, uh, people, uh, communities may have deputies without knowing even who those deputies are. So really, that's why uh, the, 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 uh, the, the participation rate was down to 46%. That may be a good reason. Some other people said that the result was so tight was a way of warning President Makisal that they don't want him for the third term. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, uh, I cannot make that judgment because it was not an election designated specifically to the president. It was for deputy. So when you are asked to vote for deputy, if you know what the roles of deputy are, if you know what role a deputy can play in the National Assembly to complicate the president's life, if you are really sure and know you, you know that exactly about, you know, you absolutely know that, that uh, political leveraging, then you can say that it was a way of warning. But I doubt that the ordinary Senegalese know exactly how a deputy or how a majority can make it difficult for a president, particularly uh, for those who are illiterate, for those who don't know much about the electoral process, saying that I'm going to vote to sanction President Sal. Yeah, it may be, but I'm not quite totally sure about that. We've seen that since President Sal came to power, his uh, margin or voting margin keeps declining. By his, I mean, the Benno Bokyaka's coalition voting margin keeps declining. Uh, yes, they won in uh, 2012. They also won the legislative elections and the, the local elections. But since 2019, their margin is declining significantly. Do, do you think that's not a sign of, I don't know, a future uh, of some type of reject or dissatisfaction from the voters? Yeah, 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 maybe, maybe, but <laughs> I don't see any, 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 any president nowadays who mm -hmm. would have total satisfaction from the population. You know, you had uh, the case of the promises of uh, Barack Obama, the flowers of Barack Obama beginning and, uh, the fruit which ultimately resulted from it. I don't think that even in the uh, black community in the United States, you would have satisfaction 100%. I think uh, uh, when you start ruling, you have all the uh, thing on your favor, you have grace, a grace period, but after that, in spite of whatever you did, maybe there will be some dissatisfaction somewhere, and that is in the nature of things you add something else. There is a process of renewal of the political leadership here. And this is a factor which should be taken into account. Political leaders with whom the young people can identify because they are in the same generation and they all do also 
a discourse which is to the liking of a young population and which is an energizer for the young, young, young people. Mm-hmm. Because the young people will tend to see those in power as those who are there but cannot solve their problem. I want an employment. I want this and want this. You've been around for 10 years or over 10 years, and you've been unable to find a definitive solution to that. Well, the eyes of the youngs are going to look up to those who are right there saying, get them out because we're going to solve the problem. And especially when you say, get them out, we are going to solve the problem. And you are a young leader and your discourse sounds like the discourse of young people. You are likely to garner a lot of votes coming from the people who are in power. Yes, their their, uh, majority has been declining. Absolutely. The result show that uh, the opposition aid in much of the power they have. And, uh, you know, it's a sign. It's a sign that maybe uh, there will be gradual change of the uh, uh, political political staff, uh, that more and more younger people are emerging and their voices are being heard as being the resonance of the, the problem uh, the, the young people are, 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 being, are being challenged with. All I can say, I hope those young people with their energy and determination will be able to deliver for the young population of this Senegal, Senegal who have been clamoring for more justice, who've been clamoring for you know, better pays, or who've been clamoring for jobs. Uh, and if the energy of these young leaders uh, will be enough to solve those problems or to go towards solving those problems, I will be clapping my hands because this is Senegal and we all love this country. So whereas uh, some people, especially those who are close to the presidential camp, uh, believe that if the president does not have a majority in the National Assembly, it might constitute an institutional blockade for the country. Others think that a more balanced assembly, National Assembly, like the one we will have soon, will create a sort of check and balance vis-a-vis the executive. What do you well, think? I mean, yeah, the virtue, the virtue of democracy is to promote checks and balance. If a majority is too much of a majority, that's not good. If a minority is almost uh, inexistent, it is not good. So there should be some sort of situation where you have people facing each other and arguing for the benefit of a country. But let's not 
let's not welcome cohabitation. Uh, cohabitation is, uh, you know, uh, the permanent, the permanent, uh, 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 the permanent issue which uh, mars the political life in a country like like Italy. Even even uh, 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 even uh, uh, Israel sometimes is uh, is is uh, is is faced with that bane of democracy. Because with cohabitation, you spend hours and hours, uh, days and days, months and months, arguing without having something to put on the table. And remember, we are developing countries, we don't have time. Much as I wish to have more balance, whereby an, uh, a majority would not be too much of a heavy weight uh, and a minority too much of a feather weight, I would not like that because it is imbalanced and it has always been imbalanced in this country. I would like to have, you know, an opposition which is more present in terms of number so as to be able to challenge the majority where challenge uh, is required for the benefit of a country. So this is it. Uh, so one more step towards improvement for Senegalese democracy. This is the first time in our life but we have so many uh, deputies in the opposition uh, to the point of challenging the majority, but not to the point of forcing a cohabitation. A co a co cohabitation would be a bane for us, but balanced majority and balanced minority, yes, I, I absolutely approve that. And I would like to congratulate the Senegalese people for doing that. Yes, and just a quick reminder to our listeners, um, The Senegalese National Assembly is composed of uh, 165 MPs, members of parliament. And as it stands right now, um, the presidential coalition, Benno Bokyaka, uh, won 82 MPs. Uh, the inter-coalition, Yeri Askandriwalu, so they formed a big coalition, those two. Uh, they won 80 uh, MPs. And then... Uh, there are three other coalitions that won one MP each. So yeah, and and, yes. and one of those MPs, Pap Job, is Pap going Job, to join. Has already joined the majority. Yes, and Pap Job has already joined Benno Bokyaka, the presidential majority. So in the end, Benno Bokyaka will have 83 members of parliament, and the opposition will have 80 so far because the two other coalitions they said that they will not join the presidential coalition and they will probably just play a more middle ground but this is the most balanced national assembly that senegal have ever seen in its contemporary history so professor sen um before i end uh the conversation with my guest, I usually ask them three less loaded questions, uh, your top three novels. So top three novels you've read and would recommend. Okay, read A Lesson Before Dying by Ernest Gaines from mm. New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Read Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe of Old. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I mean, read Ambiguous Adventure by Sheikh Ahmed Khan, right? But don't fail to read, 
yeah, you, you said novel, but I'm going to add something. Uh, don't fail to read Leopold Senar Senghor and his beautiful poems, Joal, Nuit de Sin, and Femme Noir. Hmm. Classics. He's my favorite writer. Classics. This is all African, yeah. <laughs> African classics. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. top three dishes. Uh, top three dishes. It used to be chebujen, but I, 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 uh, <laughs> chebujen will come third. Chebujen will be third. Okay. But mafe salum is first. Oh, you, you call it bahalu salum or mafe salum? Is it no, the no, no, one? No, I said mafe salum. Which one is that? Yeah, mafe salum. I mean, uh, you do it with a lot of lemon. Well, okay, mafe okay. you have in Dakar, you don't put in lemon, but mafe salum, you put in lemon. Okay. And instead of meat, you have fish, was. And then chere, couscous, but serer couscous. <laughs> in, 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 in contrast to what? To which other couscous? No, 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 because chere, chere, chere wolof, you prepare it in one single day. Whereas couscous serer, you prepare it uh, a day, overnight, and the next day. for. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was the lalo, the lalo that makes it for no, no? no, it's not the lalo, it's the time of preparing. <laughs> the time, okay. If you prepare it in one single day, it is cherenganja. It, it, it's not very uh, flavory. Yeah. But, mm. but, but if you if you let the, let the dough or the flow spend overnight mm-hmm. and you start steaming it the next day, that's real good. Awesome. And then, so we got Chebujan is number three. Kaldu, Kaldu, Kaldu. Oh, Kaldu. Okay, so Chebujan is no longer on the list, it seems like. No, no, remove Chebujan. Okay, okay. It's too oily. All right. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> and, and the last two questions. So the last one is top three places you haven't visited yet, but would love to visit sometime soon. Oh, I, I already visited uh, one place I was thinking of. Uh, but I or I already went to that. Went to there. Where is that uh, place? That's, the, uh, that's uh, uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh, I was in Hawaii five five months ago. So oh, that's nice. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to go. I would. I would love going to Australia. Australia. Okay. Uh, probably Japan. Japan. Yeah, awesome. uh, I did a little. I did a little bit of China because I flew to. I flew to Mongolia and I had a stopover somewhere in China. So Japan, Australia, and where? Oh, 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 the West Indies. Any country, any island in the West Indies would be great. Awesome. All right. Professor, thank you very much for being on the yeah. Africanist podcast and discussing the recent uh, legislative elections. We really appreciate it. And I really appreciate your inviting me. And I really appreciate you for giving me the platform to say this. Really, let's strengthen our institution. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't allow anybody to weaken our institution. If we do it, that will be the collapse of our democracy. And I am glad to have democracy going along with strong and reliable institutions. I cannot say that there is no corruption. There certainly is. But I would not like to put that right there in front because it is going to destroy everything else. And thank you for allowing me to make that case. And again, at any time, I am available for you, Bamba. Thank you very much. And thank you to your listeners and viewers.
All right. So, and on that note, we give you rendezvous uh, sometime soon for another episode of The Africanist. In the meantime, stay safe and healthy. Thank you.